and welcome to the Derail Podcast. My name is Torbjorn. Hello. Many times we do these weird voices right at the beginning. This is what we did last time. Yeah, we? we did. We do this literally like every single time. We, we say the introduction. Cold open suck. That's, how, that's what I keep saying. So anyways, we were just uh, doing a conversation, and I kind of wanted to continue the conversation because it started getting funny. Yeah, so moving right technical. into it, we got Pokemon, right? Yeah. And the thing that bothers me, now I love Pokemon. Oh, well, Now look, here's the thing. All right, I also want to clarify something else. Yeah. Now, if you're expecting this to get really technical, it probably is. It's not going to get super technical because I'm not someone that enjoys the technicality of Pokemon. <laughs> I enjoy the world, I enjoy the Pokemon themselves, I enjoy the gameplay, but I'm not somebody that ever wants to do anything competitive, and I'm not somebody that really wants to get into like, oh look at look at all these stats and you know crazy numbers and stuff. So it's like I'm not I'm not that kind of guy. So it's not going to get like we're not going to have that kind of conversation. What we're going to do is Michael's going to tell us some stuff, and I'm going to try to make it simple, <laughs> I guess. So uh, I don't do a ton of like the complicated stuff. I do a little bit, but not much. Well, my brother's really into it. Yes, yes, um, he is like he is level ten. I'm like level six. You're like level three. Yeah, I'd say at three, it is, is like is yeah. even above <laughs> where I, I'm incredibly casual with Pokemon. Yeah, like I like to, like I said, I was saying, I like to train like a good team, breed them until I get mm. the desired IVs or like the desired you know genes, so to speak, <laughs> and then I just raise them, and that's it. I don't, I don't I've, I've with never them. done Pokemon breeding ever. Yeah. I I have never. In my entire life of playing Pokemon, I have never got an egg that wasn't part of the story. Really? I've never used the daycare <coughs> one time. I have never gotten in like a, a ditto and bread eggs. Never done it. So I am completely ignorant to all that. It's pretty much whatever I catch in the wild, that's what I'm training and uh, beating the game with. Well, when you level up a Pokemon, it gets better stats than if it does it by itself. So that's why I always did it. Okay. So it's like if you level up from level one... Rather than catching it at level fifteen, gotcha. It's like those fifteen levels, he'll be stronger than a, a wild level fifteen. Yeah. And, okay. And that, that was one thing we were talking about with the, the new game, Sword and Shield. What you've got is um, you can earn these like candies that give them XP. So you can get experience points for your Pokemon, and then all of a sudden you just like you go out there, you do all the stuff yeah. that gives you the candies, and then all of a sudden you get like an egg. And then you just train that sucker using just candies yeah. all the way to level 100. <laughs> just, I, I trained just up a Flareon. Through. I love Flareon just because he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the only reason. <laughs> it's not even that good of a Pokemon. It's just cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got. I totally understand. Well, everyone's going to have like their favorite Pokemon, yeah. right? Like, there's a lot of people that like to use like Eevee as like, their favorite just because it's this, you know, potential. That's Dude, all it is. Just, this is potential. Sword is creepy. Because yeah. it's they like I don't I don't remember the roar being like this in the previous games, but it literally just goes Eevee, and I'm like oh oh I, no like, they did they added they did they added a voice to it and after they did it sounds um, human though yeah and I'm like no Eevee no <laughs> you're gonna be a flare Eevee and I'm like oh gosh help well they did um, the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and those were like their own games yeah. but they're based off of kind of Pokemon Go. And so, of course, you got the Pikachu, which says Pikachu, and then well, also like the they Pikachu. had to do that with Eevee. I'm used to Pikachu. And Pika. in this game, you have the opportunity where they say it's like there's certain characters you can interact with. It's like, they'll, and they say it kind of like casual, like, it's weird. This person will only interact with you if you've had a let's go experience. And it's like, oh, I wonder what that means. And it's let's go in capitalized with a TM on it. So it's like, cool, I wonder if that references another game. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was getting out of, like, off the train or whatever yeah. in Pokemon Sword, and I talked to this guy, and they're like, hey, I've got this Pikachu. Do you want him? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I like Pikachu. Yeah, like, I, I can work with a Pikachu. I'm, I'm, like, level two. Pikachu sounds yeah. good. And then he's like, oh, you haven't had a Let's Go experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's go jump off a bridge together. How about yeah. that? I'm like, what are we going to do? Go share blood? Like, yeah. what do you want? Just give me your, give me your Pikachu. What do you, I'll give you something. I'll give you yep. this little pigeon. Here, but have it. Also, it is funny because, all right, like I, like, uh, like we were saying, like with uh, people having like their favorite Pokemon. Mm -hmm. All right. So I have kind of a new favorite Pokemon. Just, I don't even remember its name. <laughs> don't remember its name. I think it's Golette is its name. Yeah, Golette. All right. So, Turns it's this like Pokemon that all it is is he's just this stone guy who's actually a ghost Pokemon, but he's just made ground. of stone. 
And the I thing is, I've run into like the evolution, which is essentially just a rock golem, yeah, massive he's dude. Huge. But he what I like what I what I never saw crazy. was the first evolution of him, like the very very yeah. first baby version the of him. Arm. He is just this little ball he's a with little arms that kind of like fold in, yeah. like little legs, arms, and a head that fold in to make him like a perfect sphere. And so he just like. And, like, his arms and legs come out, and it's like, oh, that's so cool! And so I named him my favorite nickname I've ever given to a single Pokemon. Absolute Unit. Absolute His name unit. is Absolute Unit. He goes out there, it's like, it's like, all right, I choose you, Absolute Unit. You're going to die. He's like, drops onto the field, just like, at me, try! And it's like, he just just tears people up, because I don't know what it was, but where I, ca- where I caught him, yeah. he was just... The absolute meta in that wild area. Yeah. So I just like all my other Pokemon. It's like they run into something. It's like, oh man, he used something super effective. Use something super effective. Use something super effective against my Pokemon. But when I put absolute unit on the field, <laughs> no one could touch him. And he just like sitting there, just pounding everything into the dirt yeah. with his fist. I'm like, this is the best and so he became like my favorite pokemon at least for right now just based off of that just like oh that's so sick that's awesome i actually have him in my party as well yeah i have him and i, I use like mega punch or whatever the <laughs> thing is and it cracks me up because he's huge oh my god like his animation is very limited yeah so he like leans back like 10 degrees and like oh, yeah, lifts yeah. his arm like maybe 15 degrees and kind of curves it a little and it just goes just leans forward <laughs> but that's that's the thing and well, yeah. it does a ton of damage yeah it is it's kind of like <laughs> an just, underwhelming like, animation to it, this devastating blow what well, gets me so he can learn like shadow force or whatever where he yeah. basically he disappears for a turn and then he shows back up and just decks the guy in the back mm. of the head well rather mm. than like just having him disappear show like blink away or fade away even no they have him literally just fall through the ground <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right, because they do. They have to have the animation where he disappears. Yeah, it's like this little, like, purple glow happens, Mm -hmm. and he just goes into the ground. And I'm like, why not just make him disappear? It would look cooler. It's like, oh, where'd he go? It's like, no, he he literally just... He melts into the ground. He burrowed. Yeah. He's down there. Yep. (laughs) And then he just, like, comes back up, just... (laughs) That's one thing I do like about this game is because, like, some of the an- – like, or one of the things I like about this game is some of the animations do get a little little janky with some of the movesets. They do. Some of them are super funny. cool, like the Dynamax animations yeah. in, in Sword and Shield. Because you've got – like, you can take your normal cute little Pikachu and turn him into this giant, like, demon massive, like, <laughs> Super horror. Mega Ultra Pikachu. Yeah, like this horror of this a monster. eldritch horror Pikachu. That somehow explodes when he dies. Yeah, yeah. Which – we're not going to get into the, you know, PETA or whatever in the back. <laughs> I was going to say technical terms, but PETA, okay, well, if you're, <laughs> you're legitimately just Pokemon. destroying And everybody's like, yeah, do it again. And I'm just like, what the heck? This thing, yeah, it is funny when you do it like a gym battle. It's got fire coming out of it. It's like a grass-type Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get fire. This one does. <laughs> right. But that, that that's pokemon and all right if, if pokemon has turned you off up until now hopefully our excitement for it has kept you in tune but we're gonna move on we're gonna move on from there because i know it does get super technical and people do get well yeah we didn't even super broach, duper you know, into it. youngster jay who wants to battle you with his level five when oh, you're level God. 100 and you're all right like, fine you want to address that really quick youngster jay it's like you get these stupid little npc kids so if you don't like, if you're not aware beat you up. in the game you'll be like wandering around an area and it's if it's a new area you'll have other train yeah. other trainers that are in the area just npcs people that aren't really playing they're just yeah. other characters they're just sitting there wandering or just standing oh, yeah, and yeah. if they make eye contact with you they immediately challenge you to a fight and, and you, ha- you cannot decline the fight yeah there's no respect of level either so yeah. if you're like 10 times their level they don't care they're still challenging you <laughs> I could still hit you with my level 10 Zubat. That's a 100 Charizard. You're on. You're they, on. Don't, they don't care. They if I win, it. I get your Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, sure, kid. <laughs> Charizard, breathe on him. Yeah. Squash him. But, like, boom. It, and some of the reasonings, too, are really funny. You get, like, 
the policemen are like, I'm on duty, but I could use a break. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not about to hit a police, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, you're so going to I'll me. just beat up your Pokemon. Which, <laughs> honestly, in that one, if you really think about, like, the world. Like, okay, Detective Pikachu is a movie. I like talking about movies. But in that one, they kind of make things a lot more, like, practical. Yeah. And the thing is, like, they kind of introduce in that movie that the police officers, they have Pokemon. But their Pokemon are their partners yeah. so i assume that they are state issue so yeah, in like, this regard beat up your partner wouldn't that mean that the pokemon are technically police that's like that's like, like honestly having degree, a, yeah. like a, well it's like a police dog right a canine unit yeah okay that police dog is an officer that is officer scruffles and you are going <laughs> to remember that okay you don't you don't that. pet this dog you don't Hey, come here, boy. You don't do that, come okay? Here, this is an officer on duty. Don't mess with it, okay? It's it's exactly the same yeah. thing. It's like you can't just like you know, uh, I I mean, there's never really an instance to fight a dog. I'm trying to find a way to make it applicable. I, normally, if you're but, running away, and then well, I guess it's not gonna be like the you. well. I, I, I guess here's where it's applicable. Okay, so a canine unit, they're not just gonna like sick their dog on a random person, right? Yeah. Even especially if they have their own dog. Okay, so in Pokemon, it is kind of <laughs> weird that it's like let's have our dogs back. It's like, hey, kid, you've got a dog, right? <laughs> let's do this. It's like you're not gonna you're not gonna run into that. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so in the game, of course they're doing it because it's like they're just trying to break up the the, the monotony and yeah. a little bit of variety to it so it's like yeah you've got rivals and you've got other trainers and stuff but here's a cop that's like yeah one time <laughs> i had a I, I remember one one police officer that did say like um you know made a donut pun against himself <laughs> and then threw out a do uh, like a pokemon that was like food based i don't know if there is a donut yeah pokemon i don't think so i can't i can't but think of any there was a a Pokemon that was based on food. That was his Pokemon. I'm like, this feels weird. This is really weird. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your Pokemon. Yeah, you feel like you should, I guess. <laughs> well, like, uh, in the game also, you get, like, berry trees. And you can shake them, get berries yeah. that help your Pokemon and stuff. It's, it's nice. But you also get Pokemon that fall out of the berry tree. They look like berries, too. Like, there's a cherry one. Yes, there is. And I'm like, I... This, and it's this like, is... this... I feel like this could have gone really bad, right? You're lucky. Yeah. You're it... lucky, little cher cheribi or whatever your yeah. name is. Imagine, like, in a real-world situation, you're like, oh, cool, a berry tree. I'm gonna shake this down, get some berries for my Pokemon. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, look, a slightly bigger one. I'm just gonna eat that. Juicy. And it's like, it just turns out that it's got a face on it. It's it's so, like, creepy. Yeah, Like, not, I don't know why they started thing. making so many Pokemon that are based off of food. And there's also a lot of Pokemon that are, like, humans. Yes. Okay, you like cannot just... look at, like, Machoke and say that that's not just a dude. He's wearing <laughs> underpants and a belt. Yeah. Okay, that's just what he is. <laughs> and then he turns into a four-armed dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's a lot of ones that I'm like, um, this feels a lot like slavery now. Yeah. This went from pet to... You, you should probably have some rights. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, like, Mr. Mime, I'm pretty sure it says in the Pokedex entry that it's, like, as smart as a person just yes. chooses not to be or something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's right, like, hold up. Mr. Mime, Machoke, you got... Uh, like Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan. Hitmonchan. <laughs> they all look just Bro like... and So or whatever, the two sock. guys there. Or Sock or whatever. Yeah, weird names. Um, I don't know. Why wouldn't it be, like, Throw and Catch? Yeah. No, it's Throw yeah, and Sock. Weird. Okay, but, but still, it, they just yeah. look like guys. And then one of the starter Pokemon's in the new game, like Cinderace or something. I don't remember what his name is. Mm -hmm. But the fire type one, literally, it looks like just a person. Oh, just well, you're talking about the, the the rabbit, right? Yeah, that's the one I've got. Yeah. Okay, I've legit... like they show it like in scale to size in game because like now does it does the female male actually change the appearance? I don't think so. I think so. so. Be I, don't I don't know because so my Pokemon it is a female. And it looks vaguely feminine, but it's not like they went like full anime yeah. feminine. If that may, if you I if understand. you're out there and you know, you know. So <laughs> if it's you like listen to our previous podcast, yeah, it gets it gets people get weird with their Pokemon. But anyways, yeah, um, it's like it is kind of funny that there's so many like human type Pokemon, but then yeah, like um, like the ones that do look like regular objects. Like there is a, a Pokemon that is a sword. 
Yeah. And it's a haunted sword. And if you ever take hold of it, it like sucks up your soul or something. It's like, yeah. okay, hold hold up. Hold on. Hold on. I would see a Pokemon like in bed. Like, you know, I'd, I'd see it like sticking out of a bush. And it's like, oh, hey, look, a sword. So sweet. I'm going to grab that. And it's like, nope, lost your soul. You're dead now. You're done. Um, yeah. and, and then there's like, there's Pokemon that look like ice cream cones. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. All I think names, it's like vanilla ice. Yeah, vanilla ice or whatever. And it's like... <coughs> Yeah, you, 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 this is like okay in the first and like first first and second generation these are like the Pokemon look like animals that are just you know a little yeah. twist to it like Cyndaquil okay looks kind of like you know I don't know like a like a an animal you'd see kind of like, like a, a little hedgehog thing. yeah a hedgehog but you know, you instead get, of quills it has fire grow leaf uh, it's literally a tiger it's Growlithe Growlithe or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's a tiger that's all it is or like a bobcat or whatever reminds me more about, wait Growlithe dog right that turns into arcanine yeah it kind of reminds you of a like a like a what is it like a labrador or golden retriever yeah you, could, like you could say that but honestly it does look like just a regular like it creature just looks like a creature yeah. it's not like a person i and don't then, feel and bad you, about and then you get the ones that start looking like that. random creatures and random <laughs> objects like the balloon one lift Drifloon. okay Drifloon, which has like... the scariest lore ever yeah he's if you want to I actually don't know the lore that much, but I do remember he was really creepy. Well, it's not like it's it's necessarily the lore. It's just like, okay, the Pokedex entries for any Pokemon, it, it just kind of tells you, like, <coughs> origins or things yeah. of interesting facts. Well, Drifloon pretends to be a balloon until a child grabs hold of it, in which case Drifloon takes hold of the child and then Goes. drifts away, <laughs> and the child is never seen again. That is the Pokedex entry in this children's video game. Yeah, have you ever thought about how scary it would be to live in the Pokemon world? Oh my god. So Gengar yeah, just... eats dreams. Yes. And causes nightmares because it's consuming them. Yeah. It's like, you, you get Pokemon, that like the sword, that destroys your soul. You get, um, then there's Pokemon that are super sad. Like, what mm-hmm. is it? The, the, the Pokemon that has like a big bronze nose. It's like a rock Pokemon, but it's got a nose. It's like huge. Yeah. Apparently that nose will only ever point north. So it will never be able to look in any direction in the north because it's it's got a magnetic nose. That's what the Pokédex entry says. So it doesn't have a neck or a head. It's just the body. So it will always be facing yeah. north. That's a tragic way to live life. That is. It's horrible. It's like, hold on, I want you to, I, I want to see you. Please get north of me. <laughs> <laughs> Please to the north. To the north. Otherwise, I'll never the king see of the you. North or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's so that's so weird. But like I said. Ten minutes ago, we've done a lot of Pokemon, so we'll move on from yeah, Pokemon. We Sorry, we we're not trying to go crazy on this. Too stuff. much with Pokemon. But now we'll bore you with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I don't know if you guys know this. I mean, this is episode like 15 we or 16. Yeah. We're way down the line. Well, we're good. You know, if, we're uh, at the point now. We're on the second page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when I go to look back at stuff and, like, make sure the titles match and True that. descriptions are good, I have to click page two and it always feels good i'm like huh well in case you didn't know and in case you're just joining us randomly we're we're nerds just a little bit just a little bit we don't go as hard as some of these people but it's like as far as to call us weebs yeah it's like we're we're nerdy in many things instead of super nerdy in like few things except for like you know skyrim okay Sorry, we each I, have our thing that we're super geeked out <laughs> about, but it's not like we're not we're not crazy about. Yeah, like, we don't. Like for me, it's in general movies. For you, it's like Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls series. Skyrim, League of Legends. You know League of Legends very well. Diablo. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So A it's like we all games. got our things that we're really really in we're really involved with. Um, so if any of this stuff kind of turns you off, so hopefully our just stories are good enough, but yeah. either way, like, uh, one thing we like talking about, of course, we've been talking about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and we finally weeks. finished the Lord the trilogy. of the Rings. Yeah. And we did watch the extended cut, so if anybody was wondering, the extended cut is just under four hours long. Yes, this was my first time ever seeing The Lord of the Rings. And... <laughs> Clocked out. Like we, we, we started watching at like 10 o'clock. Yeah, we ended up, like, we, we went home about 2.30. Yeah, it was 2.30 a.m. And also we did watch on the uh, DVD, and so the DVD does have that mid-movie Man. break. This one had a great mid-movie break. Yes. It was the wolf. The wolf. Oh, or man. Or whatever. So, <laughs> whatever um, anyways, so what was your impressions of this movie? 
easily my favorite movie of all time. Wow. Like, easily. Um, see, I mean, I dreamed about it or dreamt <laughs> about it. Like, the the thing is, I um, when we started watching this movie, I, I told Michael, I really, really, this is my favorite trilogy. But I'm tr- I tried to not overhype it because if you oversell something, it's never going to reach those expectations. And also, I didn't want to, like, because for me, it's the nostalgia. Because I saw it in the theaters. I had all the friends and my family were all talking about it when it was coming out. And I got to kind of live it as it went. And you didn't really have that. So for me, it was like this grand experience. So I'm trying to, you know, because I don't know if it'll hold up. That was the thing when yeah. I was going in. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to hold up. But... It held up. You've seemed pretty darn, like, impressed by it. So I'm assuming you did really appreciate it, genuinely. Yeah. That's why, once again, I didn't I didn't want to be like, oh, my God, don't you love my favorite movie? Then you're like, yeah, it was great. You know, have you ever been like that mm-hmm. with somebody? Where it's like, if, if somebody really loves something and you're just kind of like, well, I mean, it was, it was okay. Yeah. I've been like that with a few movies. I've had some friends that they're like their favorite movie, and they show you their favorite movie, and then you're just like, meh, it was okay, you know. Yeah. And, and so you're like, I don't want to be like that guy that's like, if you don't love my favorite movie, you're not my friend anymore, or something like that. Someone that takes sorry, it personally. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's your movie. It's it's your movie. <laughs> we we can't do this, Zach. Mm-hmm. I I hated it. I just hated it. I have to get this off my chest. <laughs> All right, but your genuine um, what was what would you say was All right, now I have to also We're going to spoilers by the way. Spoilers are going for everywhere. This. And now I couldn't believe it when I looked at the back of the box, but this 17-year-old movie, <laughs> The Return of if, the King is <laughs> 17 years old. I didn't know about that because, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you're like me and hadn't seen it yet, stop listening. Honestly, we're probably going to be going in and out Let of this. Let me tell you something right now. Last week's episode was great. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't listen to that, listen to that instead. Yeah. We're about yeah. to throw some Because the last one we kind of talked about Helm's Deep. And yeah. talking about Helm's Deep is fine because that's a very self contained story. And yeah. it's very nice because anybody can watch that 30 minute segment and not be lost at all. Now of course By there's the way, some you know, context we missed fun. last week. Last week was the week we that did. I was sick. Okay, we did. We did miss last week. We but did record. We one recorded, but we're gonna put that. <laughs> anyway, so it's fine. We did. We have a break. So yeah. But for now, all of our faithful followers. But for this one, this one is going to be spoiler heavy. So yeah. when you finished the trilogy, when you finished the, like the last movie, yeah. what would you say was like the first thing that kind of went to your, came up in your mind as soon as it finished? Um. I would, I would honestly have to say Aragorn is probably my favorite character. Yeah? I, I just loved him. <laughs> Aragorn, <clears throat> Sam, and Gimli are just my top three. <laughs> like, Dude. The Gimli man was just... <clears throat> I just really liked how Gimli was never actually that overpowered, mm. but was just always so eager. It just so yeah. so much fun. Like, Legolas, I thought he was cool. But it kind of bothered, like, not bothered me, but, like, the thing that is, just, like, he's just, just he, everything worked for him. Like, yeah. I mean, the dude literally slid, like, up an elephant. Yeah. Like, up. Not not even down. No, he's yeah. just like, I'm an elf. Boop. See, <laughs> the thing is, like, Legolas became, like, the reason he's in The Hobbit, the mm-hmm. only reason he's in The Hobbit is because people fell in love with him in the movies because uh, Peter Jackson just went super, like, fantastical with yeah in his abilities so yeah all right in, in in number three you've got like all right number two you've got that scene where you know he slides down on the shield on the stairs yeah. and then throws the shield and it kills a dude and while he's sliding he's he's hitting people he's with arrows shooting. right and everything he did was so slick and so cool but the reason he became a fan favorite was because of that kill on that elephant okay so he's riding through on a um, he's riding through on a horse Grabs on with the uh, he grabs on the tusk. Yeah, just catches one of the spikes on the tusk, and then just gets up there and starts climbing up arrows, taking out dudes as he's going. Slices off the saddle. All the dudes fall down and die. Jumps up and triple shots the yeah. back of the elephant's head and kills it, sliding down yabba dabba do style <laughs> on its trunk and just landing in front of Gimli. And then Gimli, like, here's the thing: you have really boss scenes. But really bad A scenes that happen just kind of by themselves yeah. are really cool. But 
unless they're juxtaposed by something that points out how BA they are, it's not as cool. Yeah. So Gimli, <coughs> after Legolas just takes down this whole thing, slides down and lands all dramatically, Gimli saved it from being cliche. Or yeah. from being stupid or like, oh, that my, like an eye roll. As one. Yeah, he just goes, that only counts as one. <laughs> that one line made that even cooler. It did. Because then you're just like, okay, yeah. that's one. It's like, that still only counts as one. <laughs> but like, I loved how Gimli, when he's fighting, it's not like he's doing any of that. He literally just is hacking people. Oh my god, he was just hacking. Yeah, he was just being a dwarf. Yeah, and it's know? like, he's actually a really good fighter mm-hmm. and really strong. And then, like, Aragorn, I like that when Aragorn fought, a lot of times it was, I feel like what they displayed more was his strategy and not necessarily, like, his actual, like, sword play was really good, but just, like, the different strategies that he would employ were really, really cool. Like, in Helm's Mm -hmm. Deep or whatever, when he's literally just, like, telling everybody, like, hold, 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 like, do this, that, that. Um, That, And then it's, like, when they go on to the actual bridge and everything, like, that right there, you're yeah. just like sitting there watching Gimli and Aragorn, just like yes. Oh. <laughs> and then the music swelled at that yes. point. And Helm's Deep, and he throws the dwarf. He gets over there, dun dun da da dun. It's like oh, yeah. they're just and you're seeing the camera back out, and they're just orc corpses are just getting thrown to the sides, <laughs> and you see these guys just hacking and slashing. That was sick, great. But on the terms of Aragorn. I would say he has some of the best character progression of most characters of any movie. Because, now the thing is, it wasn't as telegraphed as the other one. So you got Frodo and Sam, of course, they're basically telling you every time that they're doing something or saying something or changing. You know, you can kind of hear it as they comment on each other. Aragorn, you have to be paying attention to catch his. See, in the first movie, when he's introduced, he is a strider. And the reason he was a strider was because he only walks alone. He walks completely by himself. The rangers are a corps that's trained to be by themselves independent fighters that go in, they do the job, and they leave. Yeah. That's all they do. And you see that a lot in the first one. He's like, they, like he's with, he's leading the hobbits as they're going on their mission. But there's many, many times where he goes off and he leaves the group. That's like when uh, Frodo gets stabbed on top of that watchtower. Yeah. Aragorn wasn't there. We don't even know what he was doing. He just wasn't with the group. He was constantly going out on his own because he was more comfortable with that. Every time that the group was doing something, settling down, he'd be ahead of them. Remember when they were complaining, like they were doing their camp and they were doing their campfire and stuff? Yeah. He's like, we haven't had second breakfast yet, all right? Yeah. And so he's like, uh, okay. And then, But he was on the other side of the tree when they were having their conversation. He was all very separated from the group the whole time in the first one. And um, towards the end of it, you saw he started to have an appreciation for being with a group. But yeah. they being with a group, he didn't. He still wasn't doing much. He would call out threats. He would help. He would save people and protect people. But he was still very much working on himself. Yeah. Then you get into the second one. More of the same stuff coming through. He still seems uncomfortable with groups. He's still the guy that sits in the back, smoking the pipe, making odd comments. But when the Battle of Helm's Deep showed up, he was sitting there, he's calling for aid. He's saying, we need to call for these people. We need to get more people. We need to get more this, that, the other. We need to call our allies. We don't have allies. And so it's like, we need to work with what we've got. And then there was that scene. Because the thing about Aragorn was, he identified more with being an elf, because he was raised by elves. Yeah. They established that. And so you get this thing where he and Legolas are buddy-buddy the whole time. Yeah. Every time something happens, who's he calling on? Aragorn. He's calling on Legolas. Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? Remember yeah. that? <laughs> and then like when they're when they're running up and stuff, he's sitting there having conversations with Legolas. Gimli's behind. Everyone else yeah. is behind. He's talking with Legolas because he's an elf. And they were talking most of the time in, in, Elvish. in Elvish. So... But then when you get into the second one, you start have they have a conversation where they realize that it's like we have farmhands that are our soldiers. The bulk of our army are just the guys that aren't dead. Yeah. And they're not soldiers anymore. And Legolas is sitting there going like, they're all just going to die. We might as well just basically leave because these guys are all just going to die. And Aragorn's sitting there. He's like, you know, you shouldn't say stuff like that. He's like, we need to get out of here. It's not worth it. It's not our fight. And he's like, I will die as one of them. And he says it in English. Yeah. He's, or I guess common speech, but everyone else can hear it, and they all stop. And at that point, Aragorn had made a decision to be human. 
and you see him really taking much more of an authoritative role. You see yeah. him watching over the men. You see him doing things that men do and watching policies and stuff. And then you get into the third one where he becomes even more of a leader. And you see him commanding units. You see other people following him. And he takes that leadership with him in stride. Yeah. And then he, of course, culminates with him becoming a king. But that last fight, he rallied all the warriors they had left. And it was still not even one, what, one-tenth of what the enemy force was. But yeah. they followed him because they believed in him as a leader. And you really got to see him become a leader as you go through. You saw him develop into the king of all men. Yeah. Which is what he became, the king of Gundor, the king of all the kingdoms of men, which was amazing. And that's one of the things his character progression was so on point, but I loved the subtleties of it. And I actually, um, this is another thing, um, I did ask you a trivia question before we started. And it was just a random question, but it was, what does, and I guess this is for you guys too, what does the return, Lord of the Rings, the return of the king, have in common... It has one thing in common with two other films. Ben-Hur, the original one, and Titanic, the film. And um, you were trying to guess because you were saying actor, and we'll writer, producer. And we'll answer that producer. next week on... <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go ahead and end right now. I'm just kidding. No, I will go ahead and tell you. <coughs> the thing that it has in common is The Return of the King is tied with those two films as the most award-winning films of all time. Yeah. I completely agree with how well received this film was because the thing was the story came first and the characters were yes. so brought out. Like we were talking about the ending of it. Oh god, which one? Was, well, like just the full ending. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I know. I'm just as a whole, it yeah. But was equally as intense as Helm's Deep or as the battle for the White Terror. City. Yeah. Like, I know it's easier to say White City, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, like, like that was intense, but so is just simply ending. Yeah. Like the scene where they're sitting in the bar, um, you know, in the Shire, and Sam yeah. goes up to the girl. Like I'm sitting there, like uncomfortable, <laughs> literally, like, like physically uncomfortable. You like, see, like what is after, going on? Like, after the hobbits, after they finished everything, <clears throat> they destroyed the ring. After they. You know, they went to the White City, watched Aragorn <coughs> be crowned king. And you then saw everybody them bows to them. I was going to get to that. But you get uh. back to the, the tavern after they're done. And you just kind of, the four of them, of course, they all sit at the table together. Everyone in the bar, they're like, some guy, like one of the hobbits brings in a pumpkin. And was like, oh, look, it's a huge it's a pumpkin. And you see them just kind of sit there and they like, they, they politely nod and they smile. But then they just kind of turn to each other and just like... <sighs> what is a pumpkin anymore you yeah know? it's like you just you're with them at that moment because you went on that journey yeah and then like because the thing was the shire was their motivation protecting their home was their motivation for going through it but at the end of it they had changed so much that it's like home was different now because yeah. they were different and so it's like they can't really look at it the same way anymore it's like there's just there's bigger things. There's other things out there. And, and the, the Shire is so small. And this life is so small in comparison to the grand scheme of things. And all those people, they weren't, like the hobbits, they weren't even aware of the war that they just fought. Yeah. I mean, Merry and Pippin, they went and they hired trees. <laughs> it took down to destroy an city. The White Wizard's Tower <laughs> with a river and trees. It's like, oh my God. Look at this pumpkin. How do you go back to caring about the farms and yeah, stuff? Yeah. They all matured so well, too. Yeah. And um, at one point, both of them were in servitude. Yep. Oh, my God, that's true. They both did. They both, they both pledged themselves soldiers to two different men's armies. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's funny. And then, of course, they ended up meeting on the same battleground, which I really like that scene. Yeah. But um, when you were talking about the endings... Well, it is one full ending, but this was... Um, I actually watched a video. I'm sorry I'm going to go a little bit into the movie a little bit. Yeah. I've kind of well, already done it, but... Well, I think what, you, well, what you're about to say is it blew my mind. Yeah. Like, well, it didn't like blow my mind, but it was like... It, it just It's a new revelation. Like, it, it really pointed out why... We're going to have to put a... Uh, like, we're going to have to put, like, a, a caption on this or whatever. <laughs> a, a warning that just says, 
really technical discussions this time. We're trying to keep it light, of course. We're trying yeah. to keep it light. We're trying to keep it fun. <coughs> because, like, oh, my God, Gimli is the absolute comedic relief. And he has so many good lines in these yes, movies. it doesn't feel oh, overbearing. Oh, God. He's just, he's so good. Yeah, it wasn't overbearing because it's the nature of his comedy. He wasn't sitting there degrading anybody. He wasn't degrading himself. What he would say is something, like, sarcastic, but in perfect terms with his character. Yes. So, like, when he was saying, like, it only counts as one. It's like that's perfectly in line with his character because he's not, <laughs> he's not ruining something. What he's doing is he's just trying to say, like, he's defending his own pride and yeah. ego by saying, nah, you don't get credit for all those, okay? The gravity did that kill, okay? You just took out the elf or the yeah. elephant. You just environmental. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. And so he's just defending himself. So that's why it's funny. It's situational and it's funny. Yeah. So, um, but the ending. The ending. So. Um, this is the true spoiler of it, all right? So, at the end, they did destroy the One Ring, right? They did. But, at the end, Frodo succumbed. He lost. He failed. What happened was, he did not Frodo actually succeed. Was, he was holding the ring over the edge, and he was about to drop it in, when all of a sudden, this gnawing notion told him to keep it, and he listened to it. And you saw, like, the music go nuts. Sam is sitting there. His heart is broken. And Frodo just rips the chain off and puts the ring on. And Gollum was actually the one that jumped on there and actually bit off Frodo's finger to get the ring back. And then the two, both in love with the ring, fought over it. And they both went over the ledge. But Gollum was the one that hit the lava with the ring in hand. And Frodo was holding onto the ledge. Now, the thing was... It was completely circumstantial the way that Frodo survived. Now, when they got out of it, which was so amazing, was when they got out and they yeah. finally got to the end. Because up until this point, it's like, oh, that moment where Sam, okay, like they're going up the yeah. ring and then like Frodo just Sif. like, the ring is too much. It's just too much of a burden. He just falls <laughs> down. And then Sam, he's sitting there, it's like, I can't, I can't carry, carry the ring. <laughs> But I can carry you. Da -da. Yeah. And he like he puts him up puts on his up. shoulders and Sam uh. just beasts out that mountain and carries him. See, I want to also clarify this really quick. <coughs> Sam, now, now, Lord of the Rings is completely based off of the Bible. It's 100% confirmed that Tolkien was a diehard Christian and he based this off of his spiritual beliefs as a Christian. If you don't believe it, look it up. He has it in the uh, biographies. They have it in the behind the scenes of the movies and everything. They talk about it. Um, Sam is the shield bearer. In the Bible, it talks yeah. about a shield bearer being somebody who they are there to support the person with a calling. So someone's call is to do something, and then there's always someone else's call who is to support them. Perfect. Now, the thing is, two people can have calls and support each other, which is what I believe you and me are. Yeah. Okay, it's like you can sit there and you can support each other while having your own call and fulfilling it. But we always need someone that's in our corner that helps push us forwards. Sam is the perfect embodiment of that because even when things are looking yeah. the worst, he's always looking. At there was a time where Frodo he couldn't even remember the taste of food. He couldn't remember the Shire that they were fighting for. He couldn't remember what the sun looked like, and it relied on Sam to remind him what that was. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as they got out and they destroyed the ring, the first thing Frodo says is like, it's gone. The burden is gone. You see him stand up straight for the first time you realize in a long time yeah. he hasn't been, he's been hunched over because of this burden on his neck, on his shoulders, this weight, yeah. on, his, this weight on his shoulders, which perfect symbolism. Tolkien, dear Jesus, man, you're good. Jeez, <laughs> man, he was yeah. so good. But here's the thing. Here's the endings that I really wanted to get to. Now, <clears throat> you've got all these scenes that follow, like the crowning of Aragorn. And Aragorn has that amazing line yes. where it's like they get up there and, like, you know, he gets crowned. He finds his, <laughs> um, like, um, Arwen, his, his now, yeah. like, soon to be elf wife, and which I believe is perfect symbolism, but I'll get into that later. Um, and so they're having their thing and then they turn to the uh the hobbits and the hobbits go it's like yeah. all right my my king you know they they, they kneel and he's, he's like no you you bow to no one and then he kneels down and every other of the thousand people around him oh, all yes. bow to these four hobbits that swayed the battle in their own way and of course two of them did of course destroy yeah. the ring 
and you've just got this triumphant moment of just realization of how incredibly um you like i guess utilized their lives were in this yeah. in the in this fight but the thing is there's a subtext you see you see um if you can remember the scene or if you can possibly look it up yeah. You've got the four hobbits. So you've got Mary and Pippin on the outsides. And then on the inside, you've got Frodo and Sam. Mary and Pippin are both smiling like idiots. Yes. They're grinning like madmen. But then you've got Frodo and Sam. Sam looks at Frodo, and Frodo just looks onward uncomfortably. He just doesn't feel like he deserved it. Yeah. He just feels, he looks like it's just not, you know, like he just, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He just yeah. doesn't, he just looks uncomfortable. Then you get another scene. Of course, they go back home. They have the scene in the bar. They go on and do their thing. For, Sam asks out and then eventually marries the, yeah, the, the girl, the, 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 the woman that he had flirted <laughs> with at the beginning of the series. And yeah, funny. which is a good... And it's like, oh, it was so nice. But so they're sitting there and everyone's smiling and everyone's laughing because he, you know, he just married this, this girl he had, he had a crush on. And then, of course, he turns and he looks at Frodo and Frodo's smile immediately fades. Yeah. And then you've got other scenes where they... Um, where Sam walks into the room after yeah. Frodo's recovered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First was Merry and Pippin, whom and which are jumping on the bed. Frodo's laughing with them. Mm -hmm. As soon as Sam comes in, Frodo's smile leaves. Goes away. And the thing was, the reason for that is the guilt. It is never explained. It's never pointed out. But as an audience member, you can identify with it because, of course, it is filmed a little bit slower, so you can kind of see the gradual transformation yeah. from happy to melancholy. Yeah. And then, um, so you're just like, wow. But the reason is because of this guilt. The Everybody believes and that Frodo tossed the ring into the, into the fire, which technically he did because he pushed Gollum in. Yeah. Now, the thing was, Sam knows better. He's the only one that knows that he lost. what actually happened, which was, yes, Frodo failed. Frodo lost. Man. He lost himself to the ring. He gave in to temptation at the end. Man. He and it failed was... in his mission. And if it wasn't for some fortuitous failures by another person who had also failed their mission, then the whole world could have been lost. Mm -hmm. But that moment right there, he failed. And so um, later on, so the elves are all leaving, which is, of course, symbolic for the old covenant leaving the earth and then making way for the new, which is the yeah. return of the king, the return of Jesus. So, or I guess in this case, it's just the return of like Adam, yeah. but it's Jesus. And then, yeah, of course, but so as they're going off to the, um, to the docks, they're going to be getting rid of, um, not rid of, but it's like they're also going to be sending off um, Bilbo. So Bilbo is going to be leaving as well because he was the one who had the ring, I guess, second longest. So you had Gollum who had it for like hundreds of years. Yeah. And then you had Bilbo who had it for 60. That he was just sitting there and it gave him a lot of life. Now, it also has that really impactful scene where you see all the age kind of just come back, really hitting Bilbo. And he's just this old, decrepit man, even though it's only been like four or five years since last time he was in the Shire. And he just... But the thing is, they're in the, in the cart. He's sitting there, it's like... Frodo, my boy, do you still happen to have that old ring of mine? And then Frodo has this look where he's staring at Bilbo, and then he has this forlorn look where he just turns suddenly and looks into the middle distance. And he's like, you can tell like by his eyes he's thinking right now. And then he just goes, no, uncle, I'm sorry, I, I seem to have lost it. It's like, oh, pity. And they continue on, now they go to the ships. Now that right there, that scene, what that tells us is Frodo is looking at Bilbo not as his uncle. He's looking that as a mirror at that yeah. point. Because he's seeing <clears throat> Bilbo still hasn't lost, or hasn't, or he's still lost to the ring. He is still taken by it. He's still owned by that temptation. So he sees, he's like, is that going to be me? Because he lost himself to it one time. And it's like, at that point, does that mean that he'll be able to lose himself again? So when they get out to the uh, the ship, and they're saying goodbye to all the elves. Mm -hmm. And Bilbo gets on there. He's like, I'm ready for one last adventure. And Gandalf says, all right, I'm going to be leaving as well. Because, again, symbolic for the old covenant. The old prophets don't need to be there anymore. You don't need those kind of people. And it's like, there's pro still prophets, yes, but not in the same way that they were in the Old Testament. And... Um, so you've got, uh, but then as Gandalf's getting on there, he's like, all right, Frodo, you it's ready? time. And then they all look at Frodo and he doesn't <clears> understand. <throat> now, Frodo, at that point, he's just sitting there and just 
forlorn as well. Just, I gotta go, I've gotta go. And they're like, the world isn't safe because the thing was, he still was suffering from the ring's influence. Now, once he said goodbye to everybody and he gets he gets onto the ship, as soon as he leaves the dock and gets onto the ship, he has this time where he looks back at his friends and he gives a smile. The first genuine smile since the first movie. The first time he looks at him with pure, actual joy because he finally beat it. Finally won. He finally won. He chose something. He finally overcame what what it was. His temptation, his sin. He finally beat it. And that was that moment of pure victory. Now, of course, then it goes from there and has that really dramatic scene where you see Sam is just he's going on with his life and then yeah. it ends on a very similar door to the one it began. Which is next door. Oh god. So, now the thing was the reason why the movie didn't end earlier, you know, with just the ring being destroyed, Aragorn being crowned, those all could have been great moments. Yeah. Like where Frodo, where he just says, no one, you bow to no one. That would have been a fantastic ending because you're just like, oh, cool. But it wasn't perfect. What they used was they used like this is um, everything after that point. It wasn't a where are they now segment. It wasn't a... Um, here's what happened to this person. What it became was, it became the true victory for Frodo. Mm -hmm. It became about the story because the thing was, there was still a fight to be won. That's what the final end was about. It was about this internal struggle. So having that ending go as long as it was, because that was one of the most controversial controversial parts of this movie, was because the ending went on, people said, for far too long. People thought it went too far. But the thing was, the reason it did was because there was more story to tell. Yeah. See, most movies, what happens is, they service a plot. The plot goes, um, you get the ring, you travel to Mordor, you destroy the ring, plot's over. That's the plot. But the story is everything that happens around it. Those are the characters. Those are the events. Those are the battles. Those are the places, the the things that happen between point A and point B. That's the story. The thing was, this story needed more time. And so they continued the story. So the rest of the movie is dedicated to the story and not the plot. And that's one of the reasons why this movie is one of the highest award-winning and most highly regarded films of all time. This is one of the very, very few exceptions where these movies got progressively better better as they went. And I'd actually say exponentially better by the third one. The third one had so many amazing plot points, and they resounded the plot so well because the thing was, one of the reasons I don't like Game of Thrones, or even when it was, quote, good, was because (coughs) the only thing that motivated the story was the plot. The plot was... To keep surprising people. As far as surprises go, that that story beats everybody in surprises. It's got amazing surprises. But the core story is non-existent. Because there's not even a plot in those movies. It's like, oh, just people interacting with people. The characters are so good. But there's no overarching story that needs to be told. There's no point to it. Lord of the Rings has a point to it. And that's why when people forget the name of, well, uh, Game of Thrones, they'll always remember the Lord of the Rings because there was a reason for it. Yeah. There was a reason for it to exist. And sorry, I went off a long time on that one. <laughs> but I just, I love talking about it because films, I feel like any art medium, honestly, any yeah. art medium, they are perfect reflections of what the artist is trying to come across. Yeah, trying to now, say that's why we create an exactly. art medium. And for me, my art medium is film. That's that's just my favorite. That's why I'm writing a film right now. I'm trying to do short stories and short films. I'm just trying to keep it up because I believe that God's going to have me do amazing things. And as soon as I get to that point, y'all going to know and I call it here on the podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> y'all what what is it like um What's y'all on? heard it first from yeah. From me. Y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here on the Derailed Podcast first. And that's it. So it's like the, um, when it comes to like art story, it's like that's yeah. that's the stuff that I love talking about. Because it has relevance. 
It has things that are pertinent to people. Sorry if this wasn't a very um, funny podcast up until this point. We we're do, trying to we add really this. do go like well, all around. Like, it's mostly because like <laughs> these past three, we've been talking yeah. Lord of the Rings. True. Well, and like, Lord think of the Rings about, like is... episode one. Yeah. Versus the how we do it now. Yeah. It, it really has evolved. It's... It really has um, because we've realized that we we talk about the stuff that matters to us. Yeah. You know, I, uh, we want to do another Dungeons and Dragons. Um, podcast because we love telling those stories yeah <laughs> and they're really 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 funny and they're fun to tell yeah we have a lot of really good stories the ones mm. that we told on episode what was like nine or eleven oh my god uh, it's so weird were, it's that far back yeah like those were <laughs> excuse me those were just a few of yeah. the hundreds of stories we have i know and i we mean really want to play again <laughs> yeah like literally just yesterday i was playing D and day yeah uh, yeah it was it was it was a fun session and i got some stories from it you know that nice. are interesting maybe not quite as funny on this one but are just at least interesting yeah so but that's the thing you know it's it's more good stuff to come and that's why what this podcast is mostly about is just spending time yeah you know spending time like you're spending time with us that's pretty much what it is we're, we're having conversations and we're trying to include you in as much as we can yeah, we don't from get, the past we don't get to see you and none of you guys comment yeah that's yeah. right calling you out there's no comments <laughs> no one comes to visit <laughs> yeah you, i miss when you used to visit <laughs> why do you come visit me anymore it's like you don't care <laughs> i know i remember when you were little you used to love to come here you always wanted the candy from the drawer. Oh my God! I feel like that got a little deep right there. Was that personal? Was that was that a legitimate Michael right. moment? Yeah, nah. That's Michael's past. We're, we're learning more. about him. We're learning more of the lore behind Michael. <laughs> more of the lore. But... So yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah. We're just we we really enjoy doing this. I'm hoping hopefully you guys enjoy listening to these podcasts because it's something that's kind of become part of my week. Yeah, it really has. Like even when I was sick last week, and you probably still hear some of the cough. But, <laughs> but anyways, like we still recorded because we wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. And uh, so, I guess look forward to it. More good things coming. And um, I guess that's about it, right? Oh, wow, I guess this is how we we're signing now. off. Oh man, early I mean, today. Oh, you guys got off about three minutes early. So yeah, right. Enjoy. <laughs> well, with that being said, I guess we'll see you next time. See you next time on...